section nine of prayer by fairy old gerardi this librivox recording is in the public domain chapter eight some practical lessons on prayer in the gospel narrative number five the ruler's son john chapter four verses forty six through fifty three jesus came again into cana of galilee where he made the water wine and there was a certain ruler whose son was sick at capharnaum having heard that jesus was come from judea into galilee he went to him and prayed him to come down and heal his son for he was at the point of death jesus therefore said to him unless you see signs and wonders you believe not the ruler saith to him lord come down before that my son die jesus saith to him go thy way thy son liveth the man believed the word that jesus said to him and went his way and as he was going down his servants met him and they brought word saying that his son lived he asked therefore of them the hour wherein he grew better and they said to him yesterday at the seventh hour the fever left him the father therefore knew that it was at that same hour that jesus said to him thy son liveth and himself believed and his whole house one from the above narrative we see that the ruler's power and wealth could not avert sickness or death from his son and that youth is not secure and possesses no privilege against disease and death had it not been for his son's illness that ruler would probably never have come near jesus nor have ever cared for our saviour but it was misfortune that brought him to jesus as it does so many who would otherwise have forfeited their salvation hence for him and for so many even among us an apparent serious misfortune is a true benefit a real blessing let us bear in mind that the only real evil in itself is sin all physical evils may in god's providence become real blessings and promote and even be necessary for our salvation two the sickness and approaching death of his loved son perhaps his only son was a painful trial for the ruler he had spared no pains no expense for his son's cure but all in vain hearing of the wonders wrought by jesus and of his goodness he regained hope and confidence and set out to beseech him to come at once and cure his son he first met with a rebuke from our lord on account of his very imperfect faith and probably also of his wavering confidence in jesus for he thought that jesus like physicians could cure only the sick they had seen and diagnosed but jesus said to him unless you see signs and wonders you believe not but the ruler dreading lest even a few moments of delay might prove fatal to his dying son insisted on jesus going at once to cure his son and said to him lord come down before that my son die he like many christians of our times believed that jesus could help him but only in his own way 
by going with him to his sick son but jesus soon made him aware that he was mistaken for he said to him go thy way for thy son liveth that is thy son is now cured the ruler believed jesus and at once set out for his home whenever we ask some favor some benefit some grace some one's conversion from god we usually expect god to grant it to us in a certain way within a certain time and we feel great disappointment if he does not we do not consider that god is able to grant the favor to us in many other ways and that he is the best judge of the way most appropriate most beneficial to us let us imitate the ruler who having heard the declaration of jesus that his son was cured believed him and at once returned home on his way he met his servants who had gone out to meet him they confirmed his belief in the words of jesus and the result was the conversion of himself and his whole household hence the dangerous illness of his son proved a real blessing for himself and family as a further practical lesson let us consider a somewhat analogous fact related in the old testament naaman the prime minister of the king of syria was struck with leprosy and as he could find no physician or remedy to cure him the king informed him that in the kingdom of israel there was a prophet of god who wrought wonderful cures and other miracles and therefore advised naaman to go to that prophet so naaman attended in accordance with his rank by a large and splendid retinue of soldiers and officials went from damascus to samaria to request the prophet eliseus to cure him of his leprosy so naaman we read came with his horses and chariots and stood at the door of the house of eliseus and eliseus sent a messenger to him saying go and wash seven times in the jordan and thy flesh shall recover health and thou shalt be clean naaman was angry and went away saying i thought the prophet would come out to me and standing would have invoked the name of the lord his god and touched with his hand the place of the leprosy and healed me are not the abana and the far-far rivers of damascus better than all the waters of israel that i may wash in them and be made clean so as he turned and was going away with indignation his servants came to him and said to him father if the prophet had bid thee to do some great difficult thing surely thou wouldst have done it how much rather shouldst thou do what he hath said to thee wash and thou shalt be clean four kings chapter five verses nine through thirteen naaman followed this very sensible advice of seeking a cure in the prophet's way and was at once perfectly cured as for us let us be satisfied with god's way in preference to our own number six the woman of canaan matthew chapter fifteen verses twenty two through twenty eight and mark chapter seven verses twenty four through thirty jesus retired into the coast of tyre and sidon 
and entering into a house he would that no man should know it and he could not be hid for a woman as soon as she heard of him whose daughter had an unclean spirit came in and fell down at his feet for the woman was a gentile a syrophoenician by birth and she besought him that he would cast forth the devil out of her daughter saying have mercy on me o lord thou son of david my daughter is grievously troubled by a devil but jesus answered her not a word and his disciples came and besought him saying send her away for she crieth after us and he answering said i was not sent but to the sheep that are lost of the house of israel but she came and adored him saying lord help me but jesus said suffer first the children to be filled for it is not good to take the bread of the children and to cast it to the dogs but she said yea lord for the whelps also eat of the crumbs that fall from the table of their masters then jesus answering said to her o woman great is thy faith be it done to thee as thou wilt for this saying of thine go thy way the devil is gone out of thy daughter and when she was come into her house she found the girl lying upon the bed and that the devil was gone out one our lord jesus christ came on earth to redeem mankind with the mission from his heavenly father to preach the gospel to the jews and to prepare his apostles to found his church and preach the gospel to all nations that is why he did not himself undertake to preach and perform miracles among the gentiles his converting the samaritan woman and preaching a few days among her fellow-countrymen his cure of the servant of the roman centurion and the events related in the above extract from the gospel are if i mistake not the only cases in which he came in contact with the gentiles hence when he went to the coast of tyre and sidon he wished to remain unknown and the only event the gospel relates of his stay there is that mentioned above just as if it was the only reason for his going there and thereby teach us a useful lesson concerning prayer two admirable indeed is the conduct of the woman of canaan like the centurion she is a model of faith and humility in prayer first she prostrates herself and beseeches jesus to have mercy on her jesus ever so good so kind to the meek and humble seems to ignore her presence for he pays no attention to her but she persists for she wishes to be heard to have him show her mercy by curing her daughter she persists so much that the apostles can no longer bear to hear her piteous entreaties and since jesus pays no attention to her they beg him to send her away but now she continues her plea for mercy for help with renewed fervour and jesus objects that he is not sent to do anything for the gentiles she however again prostrates herself and adores him imploring his help then jesus deeply humbles her by a comparison which would have completely discouraged and even angered any one else 
but instead of this she with wonderful faith confidence and humility draws therefrom the conclusion that jesus must not refuse her the crumbs falling from the table of the chosen jewish nation such faith such humility are victorious over the saviour who is all goodness he openly admires her humble faith and at once grants her request indeed we may now say god giveth grace to the humble 1 peter chapter 5 verse 5 let us therefore always humble ourselves and persevere in prayer and we shall surely obtain all that we ask number seven the ten lepers luke chapter seventeen verses twelve through nineteen as jesus entered a certain town there met him ten men that were lepers and they stood afar off and lifted up their voice saying jesus master have mercy on us when he saw them he said go show yourselves to the priests and it came to pass as they went they were made clean and one of them when he saw that he was made clean went back with a loud voice glorifying god and he fell on his face before his feet giving thanks and this man was a samaritan and jesus answering said were not ten made clean and where are the nine there is no one found to return and give glory to god but this stranger and he said to him arise go thy way for thy faith hath made thee whole one wretched indeed was the lot of these lepers because of the highly disgusting usually incurable and very contagious nature of their disease they were excluded from society never permitted to enter a dwelling or to approach their fellow-men they had to warn all who would approach them of the nature of their disease all who out of compassion wished to offer them food or other articles had to put it in some open place and then retire so that the lepers could come and take them if any of them happened to get cured of the disease they were not allowed to return among their fellow-men till they had shown themselves to the priests for examination and been declared by them to be cured of every appearance of the disease and perfectly sound and they had then to offer to god and to them the prescribed gift two ten of these poor wretches seemed to have clung together in their misery which they keenly felt they came all together in the neighborhood of the place where jesus was and standing at the prescribed distance from him they in a loud voice besought him to have mercy on them it was indeed a great blessing for them to have been able thus to pray to him for to pray well is a real and valuable science these lepers prayed well their prayer was humble for they stood far off as being unworthy to approach jesus it was earnest and fervent for they felt their misery and prayed with a loud voice it was full of confidence for they did not rely on their merits but on the saviour's goodness saying have mercy on us it was efficacious in kind for they prayed in common 
and god blesses such prayer matthew chapter eighteen verse twenty and our divine saviour has taught us to make use of it when teaching us the our father three jesus answered their prayer making no distinction of persons nationality or of gratitude or ingratitude for he said to them go show yourselves to the priests requiring them to show obedience and submission to the mosaic law and reverence to the priests their cure was also partly owing to their faith for they believed in being cured by jesus and at once set themselves on their way to show themselves to the priests although they were not yet cured for says the gospel as they went they were made clean this shows that their cure was gradually effected as they proceeded on their way to the priests after they had gone some distance they found out that their cure was complete how happy they must have felt and how great should have been their gratitude to jesus the thought naturally entered the minds of all ten to go back and show their gratitude to jesus but only one of them gave effect to this thought to his feelings of gratitude and returned and this one was a stranger a samaritan a member of that nation so much hated and despised by the jews he returned all the way to show his gratitude and he did so most humbly publicly prostrating himself before jesus without human respect his conduct delighted the tender heart of jesus but at the same time his heart was deeply pained at the ingratitude of the nine who would not take the trouble of returning to express him their gratitude for the wonderful favor he had done them the pain he felt was so great that he could not forbear complaining of the almost universal ingratitude nine out of ten three among christians ingratitude to god for his benefits is almost universal how many ever thank god for the numerous temporal favors they daily receive from him how few even show their gratitude for the spiritual favors and graces god so plentifully bestows upon them help in temptation forgiveness of sins how many sinners cured of the most horrid leprosy of mortal sin relapse into the same sins again and fall even into still more grievous sins after lent after easter after a mission or a jubilee let us study well this parable with its comments and endeavor in future to derive profit therefrom number eight cure of the woman twelve years ill and the raising to life of the daughter of jairus matthew chapter nine verses eighteen through twenty five mark chapter five verses twenty two through forty three and luke chapter eight verses forty one through fifty six there cometh one of the rulers of the synagogue named jairus and seeing jesus he falleth down at his feet and besought him much saying my daughter is at the point of death come lay thy hand upon her that she may be safe and may live and jesus went with him and a great multitude followed him and they thronged him 
and a woman who was under an issue of blood twelve years and had suffered many things from many physicians and had spent all that she had and was nothing the better but rather worse when she had heard of jesus she came in the crowd behind him and touched his garment for she said if i shall touch but his garment i shall be whole cured and forthwith the fountain of her blood was dried up and she felt in her body that she was healed of the evil and immediately jesus knowing in himself the virtue that had proceeded from him turning to the multitude said who hath touched my garments and his disciples said to him thou seest the multitude thronging thee and sayest thou who hath touched me and he looked about to see her who had done this but the woman fearing and trembling knowing what was done in her came and fell down before him and told him all the truth and he said to her daughter thy faith hath made thee whole go in peace and be thou whole healed of thy disease while he was yet speaking some came from the house of the ruler of the synagogue saying thy daughter is dead why dost thou trouble the master any further but jesus having heard the word that was spoken saith to the ruler of the synagogue fear not believe only and she shall be safe and when he was come to the house he suffered no one to go in with him but peter james and john and the father and mother of the maid girl and he seeth a tumult and people weeping and wailing much and going in he saith to them why make you this ado fuss and weeping the damsel is not dead but sleepeth and they laughed him to scorn but he having put them all out taketh the father and mother of the damsel and them that were with him and entereth in where the damsel was lying and taking the damsel by the hand he said to her talitha kumi which means damsel i say to thee arise and immediately the damsel rose up and walked she was twelve years old and they were greatly astonished and he charged strictly that no man should know it and commanded that something should be given her to eat one jairus a ruler of the synagogue probably like the majority of such officials was not friendly to our divine saviour he must therefore have waited till all hope of cure for his daughter had disappeared before coming to jesus to ask him to cure her as he had cured so many sick his daughter probably his only child was his dearest object on earth and her death he would have considered as his greatest possible misfortune the dread of her approaching death was in reality the greatest blessing for him for it humbled and brought him to the feet of jesus and caused him to place all confidence in jesus as his only hope in like manner how often are not the things we call misfortunes real blessings which remove us from the occasions of sin show us the vanity of all that is earthly and induce us to seek real happiness in the service of god how did jesus receive jairus with the greatest kindness 
and he at once betook himself on the way with jairus to his house in like manner jesus is ever ready to receive with the greatest kindness and love every sinner that comes to him with confidence and humble repentance praying for forgiveness two on the way to the house of jairus jesus performed another miracle which tended to confirm the confidence of jairus in his almighty power and at the same time rewarded the confidence and humility of a poor suffering heathen woman she had been suffering constantly for twelve years from loss of blood and had gone to the most skilful and high-priced physicians and used the most expensive remedies and thereby spent her whole fortune without obtaining either cure or relief having heard of the wonderful cures of our saviour she came to him from a great distance jesus was surrounded on all sides by an immense crowd pressing around him she full of faith and confidence in his power and anxious to be cured pushed her way through the throngs behind him with the intention of coming near enough to him to be able to touch his garment with her hand firmly convinced that by doing so she would be cured her faith and confidence were at once rewarded but jesus demanded of her something more something that would cost her much and give glory to god and edification to the neighbor hence he asked who had touched him the apostles who had been jostled in every direction by the eager crowds pressing around them expressed their astonishment at such a question for jesus had been touched by many as they themselves had been but jesus turned around to those behind him and repeated his question adding that the touch of a certain person had caused a certain virtue or power to proceed from him the poor woman trembling and ashamed prostrated herself before him and humbly acknowledged her disease a disease held in abhorrence by the jews and her cure hers was an act of great and even heroic humility and edifying gratitude tradition tells us that this woman a syrophoenician was a pagan that to show her gratitude to jesus and commemorate her miraculous cure she had a group of statues made representing the miracle of her cure and that this group was set up in a public place in damascus and remained there until julian the apostate out of hatred to jesus christ destroyed the statues about the year three sixty three and replaced them by a statue of himself which was soon destroyed by lightning the humility confidence and gratitude of this woman are well worthy of our imitation three as jesus after this episode this brief interruption continued on the way to the house of jairus a messenger came to tell jairus that his daughter had just died and that it was of no use to bring jesus to his house but jesus encouraged him to keep up his hope of her cure and proceeded to the ruler's house there the preparations for bringing the girl's dead body to the grave in accordance with the jewish custom at that time were already on the way jesus put a stop to them saying the girl was not dead 
but only sleeping which was true considering he was about to raise her to life he entered the house taking with him only the girl's father and mother and his three favorite apostles and there taking the girl by the hand he at once raised her to life made her walk and ordered food to be given her and forbade the parents to publish or make the miracle known why did he forbid this first because he did not wish the girl's parents to boast of the miracle performed in their favor or of their influence with jesus secondly to prevent the numberless visits they would receive of curious persons coming to inquire and see all about the miracle and the consequent gossip dissipation and feasting and spiritual dangers connected therewith for the girl and her parents in the case of the woman cured of an issue of blood jesus demanded publicity as we have seen above because such publicity would redound to the glory of god and promote a spirit of faith humility confidence and gratitude End of section nine.